So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 23 of So So There. There. I'm Tom Karamitis. And I'm Gary Doyle. You're probably wondering why we're back so soon. You're like, whoa. In the blink of an eye. Whoa. I know you're probably a little bit overwhelmed, but... uh, but trust us, this will reward your, your uh, apprehension. It will overcome your apprehension. It's all an effort to make sure that, that our viewers are never comfortable with the pacing of the episodes. No. It's like a Chinese prison. You can be executed tomorrow or in 10 years. We won't tell you. You know what else they do when they execute you in China? I learned this when I produced a job over there. And I was with you. Oh, so they... Send, they execute the person, then they send the family the bullet. No, I thought they sent the family an invoice for the bullet, the bill. That'd be even colder. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps in a future pod, we'll talk about our trip to China, where we threw a Nerf football around the Great Wall. Probably the only appearance of a Nerf football on the Great Wall. Yes, and it's, it's probably still sitting over on the Mongolian side. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, that's how those games tend to end. <laughs> yes, on the Mongolian on the Mongolian side, so to speak. That's a euphemism. We all end up on the Mongolian side at some point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, this is a long overdue uh, episode. We always talk about sending us viewer mail, and we rarely actually acknowledge it. Well, let's let's be honest. We rarely actually get it. Get it, me. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Kermitis putting the rosy spin on things. <laughs> but uh, we have a cornucopia, I think, tonight. Whoa, big word. And um, how did you want to do this, Gary? Did you want to just just jump in and read some of them? Yeah, no. sure. Uh, did we want to identify the senders of them? Well, uh, you know, this first one, I think we can identify him because I believe that we've identified him before. Uh, he's a, uh, a a longtime listener, frequent writer. Bless his heart. Tom Lichtenheld, uh, New York Times um, best-selling author uh, of many children's books, including Good Night Construction Site, The OK Book, uh, many many others. Uh, longtime denizen of the New York Times best-selling list, writes in and says, "Gary and Tom." I was traveling recently and took the opportunity to catch up on your podcast. Some feedback. Re. Concussions received while biking on the Santa Monica bike path. Please don't expect sympathy for an injury received while goofing off from a job that is already not really work. Parentheses. Tom used to be a creative director in the advertising world. Check your privilege at the door, especially if said door is at shutters. Paragraph 2. Wisconsin. Disdain for the Packers aside, I enthusiastically agree with every one of your points. Wisconsin has a soul composed of cheese curds, family taverns, brats, supper clubs, hunting, fishing, summer sausage, and the beauty of driftless geology. Look it up. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I think so. Didn't Illinois also used to have a a tourism campaign that said, Illinois, you put me in a happy state? (laughs) 
remember that? Uh, Illinois, you put me in a happy state. I remember that. Illinois, you be illin. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, and Tom is absolutely right about my bike accident. It was on production in Santa Monica. It's not really work. That's true. In fairness, though, I will say that I think Tom is remembering production trips from when he was in the business, and they are a far cry from Shutters at the Beach these days. I was just going to say, let me say, we did not stay, stay at Shutters. No. Those days are gone. Yes. Frankly, the next shoe that's going to drop is going to be rooming with other people. That, that, is, that, is my, that is my ultimate fear, that you're going to have to go out on a production shoot and double up. Yeah, that'd be terrible for all kinds of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Letter number two from Alan. Should we give Alan's last name? I think we should, because I think we've done it before. Alan Spindle writes, Fellows, the fake farms bit was the best thing on any podcast I've heard this year. This would beg the question for Alan. Have you listened to any other podcasts this year? You're saying that because it was my bit. Alan continues, that could be a hit series on Comedy Central. I chortled out loud. Best regards, Alan. P.S. Gary, Roma is really good. Maybe you didn't see in theater. 65 millimeter plus surround mix plus, plus balls, DMAs. What does that mean? It's in it's in parentheses like it's in italics like it means in French balls DMAs. Anyway, Alan can write another letter explaining that. <laughs> Admittedly, I love Mexico City and lock off shots of planes reflected in water sloshed by the mixed race live-in helper of a troubled family in the 70s juxtaposed against the social framework of a US-backed police state. Thank you, Alan. I'm glad you find that enjoyable. I don't en enjoy uh, water sloshing in a drain for a 30-second lock-off shot and a five-minute sequence of a woman picking up dog poop. Call me crazy. And as you recall, I didn't see any of the movies. So there. <laughs> All right, letter number three, also from Alan. He merely sent a page which was a screen grab from a computer. And I believe this is from, from where they give, you a, uh, they, they give you a selection of words to say. Yeah, it's G in a Gmail does that. Yeah. Gmail of words to say. I think LinkedIn does it as well. Like, great job when you get a new job. Um, but, uh, but he did a screen grab of a few different words to say. Um, there was, um, I'm feeling better was one word that you could click on to say. Another phrase was, Feel better. Now, Alan sent that just to get under my skin because he knows that I loathe that phrase. Feel better. It's it's a very positive sentiment. And just because... You don't understand the problem I have with it? No. The problem I have with this, to recap, the problem I have with it is somebody telling me to feel better. It's a command. When I'm sick, the last thing I want to do is... I don't want to do anything. I just want to eat soup and lay on the couch. I don't want to be told what to do. You know, a, a more sincere uh, uh, expression would be, I hope you feel better soon, right? So even but, though... But I, I prefer not to be told what to do. 
You know, I'm really feeling bad now. Can you just not give me another task? Can you not command me to feel better? But you're being told what you want, though, right? You want to feel better. So feel better. So there. Letter number four from legendary ex-producer, tequila aficionado, and all-around great guy, Bob Carney. Bob says, Gary, I just sent TK a text. TK is Tom Kermitis, by the way. I just sent TK a text and don't have your number, so hello, it's so there. Here's what I sent TK. As a stranger to podcasts, I had no idea they could be so funny. Both of you make me miss advertising. I don't know what could make me miss advertising, personally. Shutters at the beach. True. Both, both of you make me miss advertising, at least the back and forth, shoot the shit part with very witty people. I apologize for the, the obscenity. So there is an obscenity-free podcast, but this is a letter. Anyway, so there. Really good work. I am now a devoted listener. I love you guys as ever. BK. Not to be confused with Burger King. This will be very interesting to see if our this episode gets flagged as explicit lyrics. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Thanks, Bob. And by the way, it was BC, not BK. I apologize. Yeah, good point. Thanks, Bob. But thank you for the letter. Letter number five from listeners Kathy and Brad. While driving back to Steamboat, we listened to the first episode. As Kathy said, Seinfeldian. So there! The first episode. That was during our unpolished raw stage. That's when we were, I believe, sharing one microphone and sitting on the floor, wasn't it? Yeah. And Brad, uh, I don't think, read the description in iTunes about us being Seinfeldian. I think this was unprompted. Whoa. Whoa. Thank you, Brad. Letter number six and final letter from Marcus. A voicemail from Marcus transcribed it into email. Marcus says, Hi, Gary. It's Marcus here. I love your podcasts. So there. It's awesome. Super hilarious. That's it. So did Marcus call your voicemail? He didn't write in to so there at yahoo.com. He, he called my voicemail. So Okay. So Marcus is a friend of yours? And it transcribed... Um, and it transcribed his voicemail. He's nice. a new friend. All right. Yes. New special friend. All right. Well, I well during our, our lengthy two-week break, we went on a little road trip. My wife and I went to see Queen oh. in Detroit. Really? And uh, I had, I, I you know, it, it was about six hours each way. And I made two observations about interstates. And I wanted to actually talk about they'd be aver- uh, observations about Queen. No, it was a very good show. The concert was very good. Except, uh, you know, r- real quickly, the, the, the thing that I always find irritating about concerts and came right back to me, because I don't go to very many rock concerts anymore, but um, was, you know, of course, right in front of us, there was what we, the woman we started calling Backpack Woman, who just <laughs> stood there and swayed back and forth and sang really loudly. So, you know, it's, it all depends. The luck of the draw, where you're sitting. Backpack and who's, Woman. I'll rake and hoe you down, backpack woman. I'll rake and hoe you down, backpack woman. Can't you see my silo rising high? Not to be confused with dress barn woman. Sorry. 
two observations on the interstate, on the drive to and from Detroit. One is, what is it with these sex store ads? The billboards you see for like sex shops are all over the interstates. Why are they on the interstates? You never see them anyplace else except on lonely interstates. Is it the cost of the media placement? Is it that's where the sex people drive on the <laughs> interstate? Jim Fur, if you're listening, we want you to weigh in on this. At so there at yahoo.com. It's very puzzling to me. I don't see these these billboards for these sex stores anyplace else but on lonely stretches of interstate. And I guess I imagine that means that these facilities are conveniently located right off an exit ramp. When you say sex store, is this a place to get sex? No, place to rent videos and, you know, all kinds of you know, props and whatever else you need. Uh, but the, the, but these businesses seem to advertise only on billboards and only on the interstates. Interesting. That was that would not seem to be uh, a smart media buy. One of our listeners will know the reason. Surely one of our re- listeners will write in and tell us why. The other thing I noticed on the interstate is, and maybe Garrett, this is uh, in my entire life, I have never seen the truck that comes by to pick up roadkill. You see roadkill everywhere. Have you ever, ever seen anyone actually cleaning it up? No. Wow. Somebody must. Wow. Right? There were deer and Mm. coyotes and, and, you know, uh, uh, geese and, and all manner of raccoons and possums on the shoulder. So, and in various, various stages of decomposition, yet... I've never in my life seen, you'd think there'd be a, a pickup truck and a guy with a pitchfork at the back of it, right? Wow, this is graphic. I'm sorry, but this guy, that's, you'd think, or some kind of jaws, some kind of jaw contraption that reaches down and I've never seen it. It's got to exist. I never read about it. But you saw it. I, I, no, I've never seen anybody cleaning it up. I've seen the road. Oh, trail. I thought you actually saw it. No, 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 it. I have never in my life. That's what got me wondering. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they must exist. They must exist. You've never seen them. It's like it's like uh, people from Idaho. I, like I've often wondered, does Idaho exist as a state? Because have you ever actually met somebody from Idaho? No. Nobody has. No. I haven't either. Nobody has. So does it actually exist? Or is it um, is it kind of like an unpopulated Area 51? Right. right. That exists on maps, but you can't actually get there from here. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if that's a high-paying job. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. You'd think it's like window washing. It's it's you know pleasant. It's high risk. It's it's not high risk, but you know it's not a job everybody right. wants, and the right. pay pays a lot of money. Right? Skyscraper window washing. I imagine it's a two man crew. Right? There's the driver, and there's the guy who has to pick up the stuff. And I imagine the the two guys and the crew have work out a deal. They rotate who gets to use the pitchfork and who gets to drive <laughs> on any given day. Right. I'm just imagining. Yeah, I'm imagining this could be a second career. Our, our podcast does not seem to be taking off so far. Yeah, we're, so that could be a, a that, and that was our plan B. Yeah, we we were going to turn the podcast into a subscription service, but we're holding off on that for now. <laughs> um, how was Queen? Was Adam Lambert the singer? Yes. Was he good? He was very good. Ex-American Idol. Yes, very much in the 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 Freddie Mercury tradition. You know. 
great performer, a huge range. Mm-hmm. It was a very good show. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, good. Do you yeah. know that Brian May, the guitarist, used to play with, instead of a pick, he would play his guitar with a dime, the, the coin. Why? Because it gave it a chunkier sound. It's very his guitar sound is very. If you listen to it, it's not it's not delicate. It's very brutal and you know he hits big hard strings and chords. So not only was it a dime, but he chose the smallest of all coins. He could have used a quarter. He chose a dime. Have you noticed how Queen? uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but tying Queen back to advertising. a lot of advertisers use Queen songs in their ads, but you know the one, oddly enough, they all use is the one that starts, I want it all. I want it all, and I want it now. Then they go to the deal. Oh, yeah. Everybody's chosen yeah. to use that Queen song. And uh, qu- Queen songs are all over the place now, and the only thing I can imagine is after the untimely death of Freddie Mercury, the band must have figured, well, that's it. And th- not only are they back now, I mean, they are they, they filled up or Little Caesars Arena. They're they're filling up arenas. They're oh yeah, b- back in a big way. So I know I know this Queen. So we are looking for a song for an advertiser, a client of mine, a popular song recently, and um, and and we heard that <laughs> from a from a of a representative that brokers these things that Queen is open for business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I like, were seven, they're like, bring old. it on, baby. You, what song do you want? How much do you have? We'll take it. Yeah, we didn't can. use Queen because that we couldn't. The song there was no song in their catalog appropriate for us, but it was well. It was made known to us that uh, hey, if you were Brian May, <laughs> if you were in your mid seventies, <laughs> yeah, I th- I think I'd be. Uh, open for business as well. Well, between um, between our readers, our listeners' inappropriate language and sex shops and roadkill, I think that this uh, episode will for sure get a parental guidance advisory slapped on. So until next time, this is Tom and Gary. Which I know you're hoping will not be too soon. Reminding you to always so there. there. Always so there. That makes no sense. (laughs) 